yeah, I actually got the last episode posted up. Now, I will say, your mic on your camera uh, sounds terrible. It sounds just awful. <laughs> well, I guess, but I mean, I, I feel like it's probably sufficient at least for, you know, the purpose it is, which is for video calls. Yeah. Yeah, like talking to you right now, it's it's fine. Uh, but I I just listening back to it, especially the difference between how I sound and how you sound on like the recording. <laughs> it's, it's like you did a podcast through, through a through a drive-through window or something. You're like, yes, in my crystal clear voice, I will discuss my opinions, and then I jump in with. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty much like that. It's yeah, it is it's like peanuts. It's like me talking and then, you know, the the mom or the or the teacher just like honking back. That's how it's it like shitty up your own recording just to make it more even. <laughs> like I mean Obviously, you can't make one better, so the the way you solve it is make them both shitty, and then it's like, okay, I'm at least not like weirded out by the contrast. <laughs> yeah, let me just make it less jarring for the listener, but and I'll just I'll just run it through a bunch of like garbage distortion and reverb and stuff, and it'll be like, oh, now they're awful. Now they're both yeah. horrible. See, this is this is a designer. But at least it's consistent. Yeah, exactly. This is why I'm a designer. That's the solution that makes the most sense. Just make it shittier for everyone. Uh, you know, that's how balance works, right? Somebody's having yeah, a shitty experience. that's how I've seen games do balance. Yeah, everybody gets a shitty experience. Like, there, problem solved. <laughs> Is the shitty experience the same for everybody Perfect. now? Perfect. <laughs> yes. I guess it's balanced. All right. <laughs> uh, next time, you won't complain about something being too overpowered. Yep. So this is still in beta again, and look at this. We're we're on a good track record for our biweekly uh, releases, or for people who are confused by the term biweekly, our fortnightly releases. Don't call it that. Well, we're not making. <laughs> So uh, let's talk briefly about uh, game stuff that we've played. I I finally moved on. Okay, so I beat Ghost of Tsushima, right? Beat the main game, collected all my stuff, was naked, had a great time. Uh, I've moved on to the DLC, the Iki Island stuff, and um, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's it's a bit more than I was expecting as far as what they do like they for one like i don't know if this is a callback to dlcs of old but you know what they did they gave you horse armor and so that's pretty amazing uh and uh yeah they they make the horse like a better part of combat now so you can do like a little charge thing that just like takes takes people down it's pretty cool but, uh, yeah, if, if they had added trample powers to the horse armor uh, that you're referencing, 
I imagine there would have been fewer complaints about it. Oh, yeah. Well, the trample power is part of the horse upgrade path that opens up. The horse armor just makes the horse trample. Okay, so they added a whole horse tree. Yeah. Well, limb. You know, it's like a branch that you can, like, expand down. You know, like like some of the stances and stuff. It's not a stance. It's like... <laughs> I just like imagining, like, expansion. Ghost's team expansion adds a horse limb. God, which one? It's... <laughs> You bought the DLC, you wake up with a horse head in your bed. Is the head a limb? Is it not? I don't think so. I feel like the head is more like the origin point. The head? You think the head's the origin of the of the body? Yeah, why not? Well, I don't know. I, th- I figured it would be more torso, but maybe I'm just thinking of like where most of the stuff starts. Like where most of the stuff is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which came first, the head of the torso? That's the age-old question. <laughs> well, I think I think people who study like embryo development. Then, the there's probably the there's probably question. an actual answer. Yeah, there's there's a real answer for that. I don't. That one we can that one we can like tell. We can like do scans and things. So it's not really an age-old question. Anyway, head's more important than torso, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think theoretically, as as far as what science fiction tells me, you can take you can take the head off and put it in a jar or something. Right, but like no, and, but like I mean, and you can like hang out with a head, right? But like, you can't do anything with a torso. What's that? What's that good for? I mean, I mean perverts could do stuff with some torso. Well, perverts can do stuff with anything. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> Okay, you got me there. Perverts can't do stuff with anything. And that's the name of the episode. So, <laughs> we, man, we got to the name of the episode really fast this time. Yeah. Well, yeah, head is more important, at least as far as your own, uh, well, as far as your own, you know, being able to do stuff is concerned. And I guess if you wanted to have a conversation with somebody, you could have a conversation with their head. Right. I mean, I know there was a whole thing with that chicken that lived for like a few months or whatever without a head, but come on, can you really call that living? Who's to say? I mean, maybe the chicken was having the time of its life. I don't know. But yeah, putting your brain in stuff, putting a head in a jar, that's the way it goes. Nobody just lives on torso. Right. Classic, classic uh, cyborgs. You know, you got like your RoboCop and stuff. Although he was partly torso. So yeah, uh, not too far into the DLC stuff. I fought some guys. They have, uh, they do introduce, so they do introduce a new tribe of bad guys that is still Mongol. And so, but these guys have like weird wizard buff people. And they uh, they just throat sing and buff the other guys. So that's kind of neat. What the heck? Okay, we had to take a break. What were we talking about? You're talking about the expansion. Oh, the expansion. We can move on to something. Oh, yeah. All right. I think I 
I mentioned Tuvin throat singing and stuff. Anyway, that's neat. Uh, there was a part of the soundtrack in the base game, but now it's a now throat singing is a mechanic, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> you have to blow onto the remote really hard to get to the. <laughs> no, you don't do it. You're Japanese. <laughs> what about you? Anything new? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. It's that's the problem with being old. Uh, did did I uh, mention that I started playing Diablo Two Remastered last time? Yeah. Yes, we had a whole thing about that. Okay, so I'm doing more of that. I've made a couple more characters because that's how I play that game. I don't get any one particular character very high level. I just start over new ones. Um, and I remember, so that one, the, so the new one's got controller support. And I remember you saying, like, you did not like Diablo games at all until Diablo 3 came out on PlayStation, because then you could play it with a controller. Yeah. So that's my way of just saying, hey, I don't like Diablo 3 that much. I do like Diablo 2, and now you can play it with a controller. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want to consider that as a possibility. Well, yeah. I mean, we still haven't played The Ascent together. Which is a game I do kind of like. It is sort of Diablo, right. but with guns. Right. But I don't know. I can. How much is the remaster? Five hundred dollars. No, I don't remember. I think. Uh, I think if you just get that, it's like forty. Oh. What do you mean if you just get that? Well, I bought some damn package thing because I had Diablo three, and there was like, oh, if you. If we get you for an upcharge, we'll give you all the content you didn't have on Diablo 3 too. So I was like, fine, I'll do it because it oh. saves some money. Even though, you know, so every, when I got Diablo 3 on Switch, I never went back to playing it on computer again. But I might have to someday, so I just got all this stuff. Uh, so other than that, I went back to playing Untitled Goose Game. And then I finished the game. And then when the game was over, it was like, no, now do these other tasks. And I said, no. Uh-huh. So, it was a fun game, though. Yeah, I liked Untitled Goose Game for a little bit. I played it for... I think I got to the where the... What the heck? The little restaurant? I got to the little restaurant area. I didn't the, get very the far. The pub? Yeah. The pub? I mean, you were almost done. What? If you got to the pub. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's shorter than I thought. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was like all these... Uh... Yeah, there's all those like side objectives and stuff you have to like check off the list. Right. And things. And I was just kind of like, uh, it's fun. I had my fun with it. It was one of the few games I got Anna to play or to try to play and she just was thoroughly, like, confused or uninterested in, in trying to play it. <laughs> well, I mean, and yeah, I mean, Robbie played it a little bit, too. I don't think he was into it either. Like, and I, I think it, the game, what the game really needs is, like, a, just a total fun sandbox mode where you have no objectives listed and you can just go around and mess with people. Uh -huh. stuff because like 
a lot of like the behavior patterns and stuff in it was was pretty cool but um yeah i think uh i mean there there were things that like i wish would have done something you know like yeah. when like you grab the harmonica as a goose and then honk harmonica around at people like there's no there's no reward or goal for that or like i think one of my favorite like or you know just stuff like that like you could pick up like get your beak stuck in a bottle and then when you honk you're you're just like honking with like the muted bottled bottle honk yeah um but like because like all of the all the tasks are all about like you know doing something to some of the people and like it's it's interesting like but you know think about like what type of game you would call it and officially i would gonna call it a stealth game yeah yeah it's it's about not getting caught by the AI and, well, other than that, I guess just being a bastard. <laughs> right. But, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a stealth game because, like, you, you can do things, like, if you have to get to a certain area, but they won't let you because they shoot you away. Like, what you do is you go someplace where you can get, grab something of theirs, and then drop it nearby to distract them, right? So you're creating these distractions so that yeah. you can get access to other locations. Or like, uh, I think there's a bit with a walkie-talkie. So you like put one end of the walkie-talkie someplace, and you honk into the other end of the walkie-talkie to like lure them someplace else. So it's pretty classic, classic like make noise over there so you can get over here mechanics. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I I, I think uh, it, it's as as much as like the checklist of things was like what actually made it into a game, I guess, because it gave you the objectives. It also kind of ruins it <laughs> in a way because, like, you can't access all the stuff and all the people until you do so many things on the checklist, right? And just stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and, the, the gating of areas right. based on checklist stuff? or Yeah, you have to do, like, you have to do, like, 90% of the checklist and then they add a bonus objective and when you do the bonus objective it unlocks the next area mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I think i don't know like well in, is that like a is that a real gate or is it like a mist style gate where the 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 end of the game was in front of you like under your nose the whole time because i don't remember if you could like if you knew about that secret objective, if you could have just done that immediately. No, no, no. It's, um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you can't. I, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Cause like the one with the, uh, cause like the one to get the gardener, the groundskeeper or whatever, mm-hmm. like you have to annoy him enough for him to hammer in the no goose sign and then make him hit his thumb with a hammer. And that's what triggers opening the door behind him. So you have to do the checklist oh, first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't can't speed run like a, a right. sequence break the uh, the goose game. Yeah, and I think I'm pretty sure that was the case with all of them. It's like you have to you have to do that that bonus objective before it'll open the next area. Yeah, but the only way to get the bonus objective is to 
is to unlock get, it. Be, get go through the checklist, and the AI will do a specific set piece thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't like like. Yes, I guess it would be more fun for me like if it was more open like from the start, and there was just like, you know, if it was just like things that I had to go around and collect, right? And like you you by doing certain activities and like you know trapping somebody in their van or in the garage or whatever, like that gave you a chance to like go do some complicated task that lets you collect all the things like, um, then, you know, that would, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'd prefer a more open approach to it. I guess that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You want your goose game Metroidvania. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that sounds, I that would be, um, that would be more intriguing. Maybe they'll have to save that for the sequel. Yeah, sequel idea. There you go. So I actually made some topics this time. Oh some boy, news, topics. Okay, news and topics. All right. Yeah. Do you want to go over the news or the topics? Uh, let's go over the news first, because. Okay. So here's the news. Uh, so so Bethesda keeps releasing these trailers for that Starfield game. Right. But they're not really trailers because they, I mean, they are and they aren't. Is it just like a like, shot of the just, logo again? It's, no, it's it's a little bit more. It's video. So they released a, a, a supposedly in-engine cutscene earlier this year. And what they do is they have voiceover and... They're even starting to repeat their voiceover, but they have voiceover describing the premise of the game. Or when I say the premise, I guess like the the setting. They're describing the setting of the game as they pan over footage from this trailer that was released earlier this year or like concept art for the Uh game. And I'm pretty sure this is all just like... It feels like exactly the opposite move they did with fallout four where with fallout four, they were like, Oh, here's the game. By the way, it comes out in two months. Right. Uh Where this game, they're like, believe us, please believe us. This is a real game. We're really making. (laughs) Uh And I gotta say, I'm starting to not believe them anymore. (laughs) I think like like that trailer you're talking about. The original one was like the, the showing like shit floating around a weightlessness, right? Well, no, there's that one, but then there's the one where that's like it actually has like a guy walking around a, sh- a ship, and so they show the inside, some of the inside of the ship, and they show the guy, and maybe the ship takes off. I don't remember. I don't. I don't even remember that one. No. Yeah, that one was either this year. No, that was probably last year, E3 or something like that, or Gamescom. I don't know. Yeah, well, I've got a I've got a link to the video, so you, you should you should watch it. It's not that video; it's the the new one that is just concept art. So yeah, yeah. Um, is this just a thing for space games? Is this just like a requirement that like any game that's like about set about in space? It's like here, look at all these videos of what's coming. And then you'll be disappointed later. Are you talking about like Star Citizen? I'm talking about that. And then 
what was the other one? You know the other one, the like Infinite Universe one. No Man's Sky? Yeah. I'm just saying, like every big space game in the last years. Tell me. Yeah, it's just like, here's all this, here's all this uh, excitement building material. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this just, this is just how you run a space game. So I think that's why they're doing it. <laughs> okay. They've just got to build, build it to the disappointment. They have to build, build the anticipation. No, they, they have to, to build up the hype so much that it can't possibly live up to anything that it could ever possibly be. Right. And then, yeah. and then it'll come out and everybody will hate it. And I'll ask where's, where's fucking Elder Scrolls six again. Cause yeah. Every time, and they're like, "No, we're gonna make another dumb multiplayer Fallout game that nobody will play first, and then you can, and then maybe no, it's still not, it's still not Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. Well, they did say Elder Scrolls Six is also a real thing, with a different pre-rendered teasered video of a forest or something. I don't remember what." But. Have they said where the setting is? No, uh, I think they have alluded to it with the the video. No, no, it's not going to come out. It'll be like Morrowind remastered or some shit, and then still it won't come out. I could go for a redo of Morrowind. Ah, no, you put it into the universe. <laughs> now it'll. Now it's definitely going to come before Elder Scrolls. Well, I mean, first they'd have to cancel. They'd have to go out and DMCA the like three Morrowind fan projects that are going. Like one is the make Morrowind just look better in general. The Morrowind assets in the Oblivion engine that's also going on. And then the Morrowind assets in the Skyrim engine that's also going on. Yeah, they'd have to get rid of all those things. And then well, release their, their re- release a remaster. Or just make it anyway and add horse armor. Well, no, I mean actually that kind of brings me to the next point, which is which is the GTA, like the PS2 era GTA trilogy is being re-released as a remaster. Okay. So now you can't deny it. You have to accept that 2000s nostalgia is a thing now. Oh, yeah. No, it's been a thing. Well, yeah. So, and and I know know Matrix came out in 99, technically, but everybody saw it in 2000. And if you include the other two, it's a net, it's a 2000s, it's a 2000s movie series. It's it's averaging the 2000s? It's averaging the 2000s, yes. You add them all up together. It is a 2000s series. That's coming out. All this 2000 crap, you know, Britney Spears is back. All, all the 2000 stuff is coming back to haunt us. There's going to be some damn Justin Timberlake nonsense coming next. Just you wait. He's going to do something. You don't know what it is. You don't want to know. Uh, he's finally going to release that album called Just In Time that we've, that's been like, everybody's Knows that what that that should have happened. Yeah, yeah. It's always been too early. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna happen. Just you wait. Remember that movie he was in about like time money? 
time money. Do you not remember this? No. Was he in 21 Jump Street or was that somebody else? I don't know who that was. Oh. That was Johnny Depp. Okay. Was he in some... Was he in a hamburger commercial? I don't know. <laughs> and, and I think it just stipulated an acting... <laughs> When you when you say Justin Timberlake and acting, I don't know why, but literally the only thing that can come into my mind is hamburgers. I have no idea why. That's a bizarre association that I've never heard before with Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake actor, hamburgers. <laughs> Something with hamburgers. It was either a scene in a movie, or maybe there's a movie that's got kind of a hamburger sounding name. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I could think of is Justin Timberlake hamburgers. I'm going to be Googling this and then, and while you, uh, while you, you know, explain why uh, you brought up Justin Timberlake in the first place. I didn't. Oh, no, wait, I, oh I didn't. yeah, you did. But you were threatening me with something else, Justin Timberlake related. The movie he was or, in. There was some. That was not about hamburgers. <laughs> now you're going to try to find some kind of Justin Timberlake was the grimace at one point, aren't you? No, the the thing about uh, no the the okay, hold on, let's work backwards because we've brought up too many dumb things. So <laughs> there's there's the Justin Timberlake movie about time, and it's not called about time, and it's not called just in time. It's neither of those things, and I forget the movie. But it's a it is a movie about time, and it's also not called "Time Is Money," which is the actual premise of the movie. But the like, currency is time, and time is like. Oh, now I remember what you're saying. It's because everybody can live forever. Now I remember. Yeah, it's yeah. like everybody lives forever, and then they got like clocks. It's like some kind of weird, like new, more anti-capitalist take on. Uh, Logan's Run or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it's anti-capitalist Logan's Run is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And people do this weird, like, time arm wrestling thing where they try to suck each other's time through their arms. Anyway, the whole movie's uh, real real dumb. Because they also, like, store time as physical assets in banks and so what they do oh it's also body and clyde because he the guy the guy and the girl like rob time banks there's too many things there's too many things going on there so they had to so they had to turn time into a physical thing so that you could actually steal it because otherwise it would be super boring movie yeah so like okay but also what happens to the Uh, what happens to the time what happens to the time in your time arm clock and i don't mean a watch i mean <laughs> i mean your arm clock that's your wallet i guess uh-huh. what happens to that if you just yeah. like murder a guy i forget can you suck his time yeah i don't, I don't Is know it like highlander rules uh, it's it's called in time in time so there well maybe that's the compromise okay so i brought up that movie why did i bring that up oh not 2000s nostalgia yes uh, okay. But anyway, PS2 Grand Theft Auto's getting a re-release as a remaster. Actually, looks kind of cool. Um, so it's, it's all of them? It's all three of them, yeah. And so they redid... Okay. It looks like it's on a completely new engine. 
redone visuals for like reflections and lighting and stuff that like actually looks good. They didn't, they redid the models, but they just kind of up-resed the models. They didn't like redo to make them look realistic. They still look like kind of funky cartoon characters. They look like higher quality versions of the original assets. So they still kind of look like the, you know, box art versions. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, I bring that up because, and how that ties into (laughs) the more when we master and my, why I said they would have to shut down all those things is because take two shut down a, a handful of, uh, remaster not remaster but like reverse engineering projects that were making it so people could like import the assets from the game that they owned and run the game on modern computer hardware without the weird bugs and stuff that happen when you try to run those games uh because what what part of the problem with running even back, even back when it was new, like running GTA 3 or Vice City on the PC was that the way that that game engine worked, it was programmed to stream stuff, assets in at a specific rate. And that was tied to frame rate. And so if you ran the game higher than 30 FPS, uh, you would run into issues where like you're driving down the road and you run into nothingness. And like some at some point, all of the game world assets stop loading in and you just <laughs> don't see buildings anymore. Uh, I, it's, so it's like a different version of like the bug with old games that would like use ticks based on your computer's clock speed. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of the same, but a different bug there where. You can set the game to run faster than it's expecting, and because of that, it like doesn't know how to handle stuff. Yeah, I, I just I remember playing an old game, uh, like an old PC game on a more updated PC, and everything happened so impossibly fast that you, I had no control of your game. Oh yeah, I tried playing uh, Space Quest Four using DOSBox. And but without because there's controls you have to or like settings you have to set up to like throttle the CPU on in DOSBox. And if I didn't turn that stuff on, then yeah, like the the initial area after you get through all the cutscenes, which also went super fast, uh, was there's this like after a certain amount of time, a robot shows up on screen and kills you. Well, if you're running the game at like 10,000 times faster than what it's expecting, then that thing shows up immediately and kills you. And it's just like, okay, I just instantly die. You're dead. Yeah. I I show up, I walk to the next screen, dead. Yeah. There was another bug with Space Quest 6 where at a certain point in the game, it would just freeze, like hard lock because of the CPU speed. And I actually ran into that problem with a computer that had a turbo button on it, and the turbo button was breaking it. 
because it was just just that much faster than it was expecting. <laughs> People listening would be like, "What the hell is a turbo button on a computer?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a button that I guess it was like an overclock, like a slight overclock that you could set. That when you push this button, it would just like bump it up a little bit. Uh-huh. But it was a physical button. So yeah, I'll probably end up buying this new trilogy again, even though I own the all three of them on the on the PS2. Whew. Right, but do you still have a PS2 you can play them on? No, you have my PS2. Oh well, then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, like, like a lot of those games are all like available on Steam and some, or or GOG in some form, right? Yeah, I yeah, I mean, you can buy them on Steam. You know, it. There's nothing stopping you from that, but but even with like, you still have those funky limitations that I'm talking about. You know, right? Well, yeah. Uh, the other thing, like, all these like. 20-ish year old games are coming back like with remasters at the same time like about five five-ish year old games are all coming back coming up on switch uh-huh i don't know if you've noticed that as well what like what oh my gosh i have to go back and look at the thing i mean like diablo 3 was one of them right like that was that was one that was like well it's been out long enough that nobody on pc cares anymore and now we'll Put it on Switch, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But uh, oh gosh, I have to go get my Switch to look at some examples. But like, uh, I mean, there was like a a new Street Fighter collection thing that came out that uh, Robbie just got, and um, I don't know. Uh, I I got uh, Hob today that I will start playing soon. Um, which is a few years old. Torchlight 2, I saw that. That's for sale on Switch now. Like, you know, why? Right? So, I mean, just that kind of thing. And I think the, I, I think Tomb Raider is coming on Switch. Oh, Crisis. The Crisis Remastered Trilogy has come out on Switch as well. Yeah, and the, the Tomb Raider stuff. Like, the Torture Porn Tomb Raiders, you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? Like, that. I think those are coming out on on Switch as well. Oh, that's another game that I played. Speaking of things that are old, but I, I, yeah, I finally played the third Tomb Raider over the pandemic. And I, I'll tell you what, they did not really change much. They did not, and I'll, I'll say between, especially between two and three, they didn't improve that game at all. <laughs> like, so it's just more stuff. Yeah, kind of like it's just more and it's just more it's just it was like more of the same. And I was really hoping that they would have fixed the. I guess what they did do is they did fix and I think they fixed it on the second one. They did fix it so that keyboard mouse and keyboard input for for the quick time events. Showed actual real ass buttons like E space bar. <laughs> shift like those kinds of instead things of, instead of instead of trying to figure out what what 
B and A is on the keyboard. No, they didn't show they didn't show B and A either. They showed like abstract ideas like hand, foot. And I'm like, what is hand and foot? I don't know what that is. And I would just like die, like on the first one that one on the PC, I would just die repeatedly in these quick time events because it's like hand, 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 hand. And I'm like, well, what the hell is hand? Well, to be fair, and I was actually going to ask about this, is if the second and third game, because I only played the first one, but like did the second and third games have some like obviously meant to be too hard to succeed the first time so that you could watch or die gruesomely? over and over again quick time events they weren't they weren't that bad they weren't setting you up to fail in that way but there were some like um i guess for lack of a better word like uncharted sort of running through an area that's collapsing sequences right and so the that in itself was not the challenge the challenge was knowing how to hold the buttons for forward or jump correctly on the keyboard. Because here's the dumbest thing about these games, right? It's a game that is, I would say, about 80% climbing around on crap, right? But the climbing around on crap is so damn finicky. And it'll be like, okay, so I'm crawling on, I'm crawling on this wall, crawl on this wall, shimmying over to the right because I got a shimmy to the right and I got a hold right on the directional pad or on the on the keyboard so I so her hand like pops out like uh I'm gonna grab it right and so then you hit the space or you hit the jump button uh to jump out and grab it now if I keep holding right which is the direction I was trying to jump sometimes she'll jump over and grab it sometimes right will rotate as the camera angle changes to follow her body and right becomes back, right? Because as the camera rotates slightly, me pushing right does like an air control thing and she goes like, oh no, I'm going to rotate and move over this way away from where I need to be grabbing and just die in the middle of the air. Or, And then other times I would hit the button to like, because there's, like the, the, the mountain, what is it, the picks? Like the mountain climbing pick tool things she's got. You know what I'm talking about? Little pickaxes? Uh-huh. There are these walls where you have to hit the button to like pull them out and like swat at the wall and clamp them on. And I would watch her swing these things through the wall and not connect and just fall to her death. And then I would do exactly the same thing and nail it. And I would think, what the hell? What the hell is wrong with you? And I, I recorded some video and like overlaid the two. And there were instances where this whole, this action of like that or this other like grappling hook thing. And I'm like, the one where she totally whiffs the grapple hook is she is closer to her goal than the one where I make the grappling hook. And I'm like, well, why do you miss it when I'm closer? You know? And it's all about that, like, holding the wrong, holding the direction you're jumping in causes you to fail sometimes. Not every time. I I recall, 
I recall the jumping being pretty buggy, but but you have to admit that like that first like sliding down the waterfall or whatever the rushing river quick time. Oh yeah, that was designed for you to watch her die gruesomely at least a minimum of three times. Yeah. Well, and that first game also had bits that were required by the story to get like impaled on something, you know. And so they don't really have they don't really have that same deal. But they do at least kind of own up that she is sort of this murder monster by the by the third game where like the first game was like, oh, it's so, you know so conflicted about shooting this guy. And by the end of the game, you're like, I'm mowing people down and setting them on fire. And the, by the third one, she's like, oh yeah, I'm a total killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's just, she's just got all these lumpy, lumpy tattoo things all over her body at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So, you know, there is that. They at least kind of resolve that. Of course, they also did this thing which I ended up having to turn off, but they did this thing where like, you can, you can have the, the, um, you go to like Central America countries and you can have her talk to them and they will talk in their native language. And you can turn that off and just have them talk in English. And sadly, the native language speakers are not good actors, but also she does not speak to them in their native language. She speaks to them in perfect English with a British accent. And they're like, oh, okay. But here I'm going to, I totally understand that. And I'm not going to talk to you in that language. (laughs) I'm going to talk to you. So it's like Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Star Wars movie. (laughs) So so she'll come up and be like, hello, I'm here to talk to you about the blah, 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 blah. And then they'll be like, Jogo no Kuta Jedi. Yeah. It'll be like that. Okay. That's yeah, that's weird. I mean, it's even weird in Star Wars, but like, well, at least with so, you know, I guess Jabba being the outlier because he did have that like weird tube head Twi'lek guy who would like whisper in his ear, like what the guy was saying sometimes. So there was at least that as kind of a conceit of just like, but but yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you know, okay, Luke, you understand what he's saying. Like, why don't you talk back to him in Huttese or whatever? But for our benefit, he doesn't. Because I could not, I could not take Mark Hamill (laughs) going like, Chawadawanga, Monka, Jututa, you know, like I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to move on? the next thing sure next next topic yes next topic i have uh so the new new batman right you know there's a new batman movie Uh uh-huh uh this is the uh the batman that uh shimmers in the sun yes new this is the new batman movie called the batman starring twilight himself and the new trailer, I don't know. I kind of think it might be okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay. You know it. I I think part of it is that the the villains. So the villains that I've seen so far are. Well, I guess there's. 
uh, I guess there's supposed to be. So there's the penguin and the Riddler, and I guess somebody else has mentioned that Falcone is supposed to be in it as well. But um, I guess it's because that the penguin and the Riddler sort of remind me of the Batman Arkham versions, like the the game versions of the villains. Or mm-hmm. like because like the penguin seems to be like a mob boss. Right. And the Riddler's like just some just some like weird dude. Uh, Who, who's playing the Riddler? I feel like I recognize the actor. I remember seeing the trailer back in the uh, Who is playing the Riddler? That's a good question. This is It's not Anthony Michael Hall, is it? Did you say is it Anthony Michael Hall? Because that doesn't make any sense. Um <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was Anthony Michael Hall. Because I could picture him being the Riddler. I mean, maybe like a decade or two ago, he could have been the Riddler. But a decade or two ago, I don't know that that's true. Like, have you seen him? Apparently he was in that new Halloween movie. That was terrible. Paul Dano. That's the guy. Oh, they changed his name. They changed his name from Edward Nigma to Edward Nashton. Well, that's just kind of a cop out. And that's the yeah, only that one. They kept Selena Kyle. They kept Oswald Cobblepot. Maybe there'll be like a reveal or something. Or or he'll or he'll change his name. He'll officially change it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid. It's a stupid name. <laughs> I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he's a kind of a dumb character. I don't know. Any, you know Andy Circus, Gollum is playing Alfred. That's weird. Uh, and Colin Farrell is playing the penguin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? That's freaking weird. But yeah, have you seen his his in costume look? Uh, I think so. I did not recognize it as Colin Farrell. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why it works. Is because like, you know, I guess. But I still would never have like pictured him as playing the penguin. Yeah. No. I, neither would I. But I don't know. Uh, I think I think I think maybe this will be okay. Yeah. Well, and I mean, okay. So it's like uh, the guy from Twilight's playing the bat, playing Batman in this one. Just like uh, Ben Affleck played Batman. So I'm just gonna go out here and say it. I know you liked Michael Keaton, but like. There has not been a good, like, and I don't know if there ever will be a good casting for Bruce Wayne and Batman, like a Bruce Wayne slash Batman. They're like, they've all been terrible, right? Yeah. Like, but the show, the, the, yeah, all the live action ones, all the live action Batman and Bruce Wayne's have been terrible. Like, like if you had to say something like, sure, maybe, maybe Clooney was the best Bruce Wayne. 
and I don't I don't really know who the best Batman was, but like it's never been Batman that made the movies good. It was always the villains that made the movies good. Like I can't I can't think of anything like other than I'm Batman. I literally can't think of any memorable like lines or or utterances Batman in all the movies ever. But I can think of so many great things that came out of the villains. I can't just tell me I'm wrong. Well, I there's so I guess part of the thing is that most of okay, so you gotta rule out like Val Kilmer and Clooney Batmans because their Batmans are just goof goof bananas goofballs, right? Okay. Like, would you... Would, Holy Rusted Metal Batman. Holy Rusted Metal Batman, yes. Like, they were just camp, and it, so it's like, they're not, they're not good representations of Batman. Sure. But, the other thing is, as Batman, at least in the Michael Keaton versions, he has very few lines uh-huh. as Batman. Right. But that's kind of on purpose, because... Batman doesn't really go around talking to a bunch of people. Like he's he's there to beat guys, beat up. people up. Sure, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he lets his fists do the talking. Sure, but I mean, at least in like some of the other the later movies, like like you know the 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 later movies, like he had to collaborate more with people, right? Like he had to work as a team and things. Like the very first Michael Keaton movie. It was, you know, Batman had no Robin and, you know, nothing else, right? So it was just him doing his thing out there. Then later, like, he gets Robin or he gets, you know, a whole freaking Justice League and all this other stuff. So he's got to, like, be a person and interact with other people at that point, right? Yeah. And, but here's the thing about... Well, okay. Let's not get into the Justice League stuff, but... So say like uh, Batman Returns, he's got a lot of dialogue with Catwoman as Batman. Right, but I don't remember any of it. Well, I don't think there's outside of Danny DeVito, right? There's not a, a whole lot of like great lines in that movie, right? <laughs> what sticks out for me in that movie is yes. Obviously, Danny DeVito, but then also Christopher Walken. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And, and the, you know, the, uh, you know, I don't, I don't remember the Liam Neesoms too much from Batman Begins. Oh, right. <laughs> Me? <laughs> I thought, I thought, no, no, I thought you were associating Liam Neeson with Batman. No, no. But, yeah. I, I don't remember much. Raz. Yeah. Al Ghul. I don't remember much of the Liam Neeson. I can't believe it. Like that movie is kind of a wash. I I forget very. I, I I remember very little of that one. But then like Joker in the next one, absolutely. Bane. Of course, I don't remember Bane. You know, and yeah. I don't remember the Catwoman in that one because meh. But I definitely remember Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was a better Catwoman. You know which the most memorable Batman of all is? Is freaking Adam West. That's the Batman who I can remember doing stuff and saying things. 
Does that make him the best Batman? I don't know. You tell me. I don't think necessarily the most memorable should be considered the the best because it's it's okay. The line I can remember off the top of my head from Adam West Batman is something like There's never a good place to dispose sometimes of a bomb. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Ah, that's the line. Yes, sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> and that's from the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the the Christian Bale the Christian Bale Batman voice is one of the worst acting decisions. But and and the only, honestly the only line there's like two lines I remember. One is his like <laughs> it's when he's got the guy and he's like swear to me. You know that 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 one. And uh and the other one <laughs> The other one is, uh, God, when it's his, they have that dumb, like in Batman Begins, he and, uh, Kate, Katie Holmes have that like discussion about like, it's not the, it's it's not the, well, okay. I guess it's not very memorable. (laughs) It's, (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is that quote? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're- something about, like, it's not the something about a man, it's his actions that define him or something like that. <laughs> yep. You're really proving your point yeah. here. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, sorry. Batman doesn't have great lines in the movies. Like, I, I don't know. He does most of his discuss- conversation, especially with, like, Alfred and stuff, as, as you know, Bruce... Or I guess with this cowl and stuff off. Right, but I think, I mean, there's still, like, he's Batman in those scenes, right? There's a difference between when he's Batman and when he's Bruce Wayne, right? Well, and I think I think that's also a problem with most of the movies, and, I, and this exactly. is where I think the animated series does the best job, is that Kevin Conroy's portrayal, he, ha- he puts on the Bruce Wayne voice. Right. Right. Right, the Bruce Ooh, Wayne. Okay. Bruce oh, Wayne hi, Lucius. Mask. Yes, and that's. I'm having a great day as a billionaire. You know that that Bruce is a different voice entirely right. than when he's just in the Batcave with in the Batcave with. Uh, but I think the with, thing that makes it more interesting is Bruce Wayne is the fake person, right? Like, yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, like the you know the Ben Affleck Batman, like Bruce Wayne was just. It was the same guy, right? Like, there wasn't really a change there. And the same thing, Christian Bale especially, it was just like, no, there is no difference. Unless he's got the suit on and he's yelling at a criminal, which is just ridiculous. And it's very clear he's be, he's putting on a fake... You know, it's very clear at that point that, like, Batman is the false character, right? Because he's putting on this voice that no human would ever speak with in, unless they were insane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I I guess my point is like you need somebody who by default is that guy. And if he weren't a comedian, I would say, you know, uh oh gosh, Job, what's his name? Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah, like 
like something like that. That's why. But, that's why he's like a good Batman, right? As Lego Batman, because he's just being uh, himself. You know, doing. He's just being himself, basically talking, right? Yeah. But then, like, if he were to be Bruce Wayne, he would have to put on a voice, and it's like as goofy as is, Will Arnett is the best modern Batman. Of like. <laughs> As the Lego That isn't guy. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I think it's funny that you say that because Kevin Conroy, when he did that, was putting on a voice, but he was he was better at making a natural sounding, talking tone of voice for Batman that's like, this is, you know, this is how he normally talks, and then putting on a it's still an affectation for Bruce, but it like the other polar extreme. Right, but I mean that's... So if you could get a if you could get a real person actor and not somebody who's like just a talented voice actor, which sounds like I'm putting him in a box, but you know what I mean? Like, right, like yes. Kevin Connor is doing these voices right. for this character. But if you have somebody who has to also be there in person and like look that part and also use their voice to act that part. Right. That that's that's I guess that's what I'm getting at, right? It's like, you know, may you you need somebody that yeah. That can do both without being ridiculous. I guess that's my point. Yeah. I, I think okay, here's something. I, I think my opinion of Robert Pattinson has changed and I've not watched the Twilight movies. But I watched a little bit uh, of of the lighthouse, and I watched that tenant movie, and I thought, oh, hey, this guy is not just like this dumb vampire movie. <laughs> I think he can actually. I think he can actually do acting. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I'm. I wonder if there's like. a little bit of selling him short on what he can actually do in this role. I I'm hoping that's the case. Like I'm hoping it actually turns out to be a good movie well, because I want a good Batman movie again. I mean, here's the thing. If any, if, if anything's taught me something, uh, it's Samuel Jackson about like, you can't just, you know, somebody could do a bad movie and be great. Right. If you didn't learn that from Samuel Jackson, I don't know who you're going to learn that from. Because he's done some terrible movies. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I can't, th- I can't think of anyone who I unconditionally like in most things, but has been in some, also some, some so terrible things as much as Samuel Jackson. But I'm sure there's other, I'm sure there's other examples of that. I mean, I, I, when I think of somebody who will do absolute garbage, but I also thoroughly enjoy, I think of Nicolas Cage, who was almost Superman. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and I think that would have been uh, oh, the t- a terrible casting choice for Superman, but perhaps it would have ended up being my favorite Superman. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. Right. Yeah. Now, Nicolas Cage could have been a good Batman. Yes. 
once upon a time, I think he could have been an <laughs> excellent Batman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any other topics? Uh, oh, I just, uh, today they released this Boba Fett trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but I seen people talking about it. <laughs> oh, what are they saying? Uh, I, there was a lot of things. Uh, so I think the general sentiment that came out of the Boba Fett trailer was, uh, see, the great thing about Star Wars is even though a lot, most of the main movies suck, the universe they've built is great and it creates opportunities for some really great things. Yeah. As long as you let people um, step out of that. Of like what the movie... Because the, the movies encompass Jedi and the Empire and the Rebellion, right? Mm-hmm. And so as long as you let people step outside of that conflict yeah which is somehow somehow like that story is the worst story and like everything else is better (laughs) well i mean you say it's the worst story i mean it's the original trilogy was a great story right right you didn't but it was also like so self-encapsulated that the stuff trying to expand on it before doesn't really jive with what was originally made. And so it just feels off and dumb. And then the stuff that's made after is just like, I don't know, forget it, whatever. The the stuff that was made before was very anachronistic to what was made because, yeah, because George Lucas was like, Oh, finally I've got the money and power to do what I really want. And it was less good that way. And then the movies after I mean, the problem with the movies afterwards was they were such an homage to the original nostalgia for the original movies that they ended up just not being their own thing and just like, blah. Well, I mean, the, you can say that about the first one. The first one was basically a, a let's just retread the first three movies, you know. Right. And But also, like, let's, because it's J.J. Abrams, like, let's set up a bunch of dumb mystery boxes and then in the second one, they go, hey, I hate Star Wars. So I'm going to I'm going to not fulfill any of these things. And it's just going to be uh, it's just going to be a chase movie that sucks. The and then the third one, movie happened yeah. and I never watched it. The second movie was. Was like, I'm an I'm one of those assholes that liked the new Battlestar Galactica movie. So we're going to make like. Part of the story from the Battlestar Galactica uh, series, and but then also add this second side story that doesn't end up mattering at all. Uh, it really doesn't matter. All it does to move the story forward is provide a point of growth for one character, because literally everything that like half the cast does makes no difference to the net result of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's completely it's completely fruitless and pointless. I, I don't understand how anybody like read the script for this and were like, okay, so these people go on this whole like adventure that takes half the movie. They come back, they do all this planning and scheming, they start executing their plan, and then none of it matters. And then somebody says, "Yeah," and then you're like, "Why do we have to watch that half?" 
Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. it would have been, a, I, like, it would have been a, a, maybe not a better movie necessarily, because there wouldn't be as much action and adventure, but it would have been a shorter movie and gotten the story across quicker if the guy had just, like, gone, and, and threw his hands in the air and stormed off pouting, and then we just moved on to the next part. It would have, yeah, I I guess in, in, as, in as much as it would have been a better movie by pure omission, you know. <laughs> Anyway, that's not that's not the real problem with that movie. Uh, the the real problem with that movie was uh, it changed the canon in that uh, they weaponized hyperspace travel. Yes. In a way that uh, would have made all of the other movies, like the entire Clone Wars, would have been irrelevant, right? Because they had droids that flew hyperspace capable yeah. ships that they would have sent flying into all of the opposing ships. Like the yes. the, the people controlling the drone army would have won the war because they would have just sent all of their hyperspace drones flying into the Republic's ships and planets. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I don't want to get into that. That's a whole thing. And, and I, I am, I totally agree with you. And I actually have had the same conversation about weaponized warp speed last week. So, <laughs> but yes, it, it's, it's so stupid. And because you don't even really need, you don't even really need a real ship, right? You just need, you just need a ship that can, point itself and or set the coordinates for a hyperdrive and there's a robot on it that all it does is say hyperdrive engaged i'm going to go through this other ship right. or go through this other planet right you know well, like, and it's like the like luke's whole thing with the death star doesn't even matter you could have just sent an x-wing with a with an r2 unit through the death star right the death star doesn't matter anymore because you could shoot through shoot a ship through a planet it doesn't matter Right. That's my that's my point. Yes, exactly. But also, oh god. Right, now you just reminded me of the stupid stupid the stupid Death Star 3, you know, from the from this episode 7 that was like Hey, you know how we have to Huh? How they hyperspace through the shields? No, oh. not that. Not that at all. It's the mechanics of their star killer base, right? Because what it does is it eats an entire star. It eats an entire star to fuel its weapon. Well, guess what, bud? You just ate that star and you killed an entire solar system. So, like, you don't even have to shoot the planet anymore, bud. You just have to eat the star and let the entire planet die. Like, that feels like a much worse fate. Like, oh, no. What happened? Well, he just destroyed our entire way of life and everybody else in this solar system and every planet and every organism is dead now. They're dead. Because <laughs> we ate a star. Right. Yes, but by eating the star, they destroyed seven planets in different solar systems. I guess they were... In different solar systems that are all immediately viewable from above another planet. 
freaking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> I had somebody the other day ask me if I was a Star Wars fan. And I said, I had to, and now I have to kind of couch that statement. I have to be like, yeah, I mean, I guess I like Star Wars. And when I say that, it's like, I like a handful of things about Star Wars now. Like, I don't like most of it anymore. <laughs> and then when I say it like that, when I say it like, yeah, I, you know, I like Star Wars. Or I like Star Wars all right. The, re- the response that I got, and I've gotten this from more than one person is, oh, are you more of a Star Trek person? Because it's one or the other. Yeah, you can't. And they're like, it's not like I'm going to totally blow their mind and be like, no, I'm big on Babylon 5. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. No. It's Farscape for me. Oh, God. (laughs) You're one of them. Hey, that's better than saying, no, I'm really more of a Stargate Atlantis type of person. That's true. That's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, I, I understand what you mean. Like, but the, the, the Knights of the Old Republic games are still good. They hold up, right? Yeah. And hey, one of them's getting a remaster. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and we've come full circle to <laughs> 2000s nostalgia. Yes. Can you think of and a good game? everything's a remaster. Can you think of a good game from the last 20 years? Guess what? There's a remake of it. That's that's our lives now. Yeah. But we've gone, we've done the same thing that movies have done, where everything gets a mm-hmm. remake. Thanks, games industry, for taking that little gem. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've chased... We've chased cinema's tail all the way, and here we are. Yeah. Next, we'll do remakes of games nobody liked. So get ready for the Heavy Rain remake. Oh, people liked Heavy Rain. No, shut up. <laughs> people. I think you're thinking of. People didn't the... like Heavy Rain. Critics liked Heavy Rain. Okay, maybe. Oh, what's another game that? That's like saying people like... liked Crash because that won an Oscar. No, everybody hated that movie. <laughs> I never saw that movie. I don't know. Is it about drugs? Or is it about- no, it's just everything's racist at the end. That's the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what is... Hold on. I'm trying to think of a game from, like... Oh, did you know that uh, PlayStation-era graphics are, are now the nostalgia? Oh, I knew it was coming. I just, I'm never, never yeah. going to be prepared for it. Just the garbage yeah, that trash, is the most trash graphics that will ever exist. And, like, yeah, because I, like, I saw RuneScape came back. I'm like, fucking RuneScape, are you kidding me with this shit? Came back. And it's just like, oh, guess what? Our art is still going to be garbage art because... That's the thing people decided to, to like not hate. Oh, my that's gosh. in now. No, yeah. yeah, and like art directors, like game art directors, are probably throwing up in their mouths. I don't know who they got to like do that stuff, but it's not anybody who's made video games. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm curious if somebody's going to try to emulate the PlayStation, like can't render perspective correct textures. 
problem, you know, where you just see like the weird warpy and bendy textures like on the polygons because it couldn't handle that correctly. Uh, I'm is somebody going to emulate that in their art style and call it a and call it a choice? I mean, this is the video game's equivalent of bell bottoms making a comeback, like the worst, the worst thing from any era, and it's like, ugh, no. This is, I would say, this is more like, this is, this is more like chewing tobacco coming into style again, you know, <laughs> like that. That's what it is for me. It's like, it's a gross thing, and people did it, but nobody wanted it. Well, like nobody really wants it. Here's the thing, though. No, no, because like chewing tobacco mostly only hurts the person doing it. It's more like bell bottoms because it harms other people that are within view. No, man, that means you have never been around people who use chewing tobacco. Because I will tell you, the gross spit cups that follow those people around. Or, is that an empty bo- bo- water bottle? No, it is not. It is full of chaw spit. <laughs> That's an offense. Yeah, I don't know. You have, but you have to be in, like, catch COVID distance of them at that point. Like, a bell bottom can hurt you from across the street. Well, perhaps. <laughs> all right, next topic. Is that it? That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all my topics. Okay. That's all I brought to the table on this one. Getting uh, mad. I. But we are about. We're. I mean, we're past time. So you know. Okay. We're already over an hour into this. <laughs> Although it, it does. Uh, we did have a couple pauses, so I don't know exactly what t- what our real time is going to be. And now that it's easier to trim stuff out, I like trimmed our last one down to like sub an hour. So like, you're welcome, listener. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get all of our nonsense rambling and Google fact checking out. No, I left that in. That's the content. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, yeah, I don't know what. No, you I, th- I, I. What I cut out were our like awkward pauses where we're just like, "What are we talking about? What are we doing? How do we? How do we? How do we do a podcast anymore?" I thought that was the content. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, maybe I just don't know. I don't know what the content is anymore. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, what, what was the okay. what was the title of this one? It's like what perverts. The want title of this one. What? Is it what perverts want? I can't. No, it's not what perverts want. That's that's the inevitable sequel to, to the What Women Wants Mel Gibson movie. Uh, no, it was it was something like perverts will do anything with a torso or something. Perverts will do anything with anything. I think that's what I'm Perverts will do anything with anything. Yeah, I think that was actually it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right, well, I feel confident. Now. <laughs> okay, good.